It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it is Wade and Ryan here. Time for another NFL in London podcast. Little last minutes, little yeah. last minute podcast. Had some family over. Ryan's been busy. Uh, family, yeah, just trying to relax now. Relax now, into football. Now I'm just gonna sleep for like a week. Basically. Well, it is fantastic. It is the Thanksgiving hangover, which we'll talk about the games, and of course, getting into Week Twelve. Uh, everyone's playing this week. Everyone plays this week, which is nice. Oh, no, is there buys. no more buys then. We no, buys? no more buys this week, but uh, it's all nice. We got everyone playing. So the full full slate of games. Uh, but let's talk about first uh, what we give thanks for. And <laughs> we're giving thanks. Uh, hey, for competitive football. On a, competitive on football. You never um, get that. <laughs> you know, we, we both said that this game was going to be quite close. And, like, you know, give it, give it to Detroit for trying to keep this game close. Uh, Buffalo comes out with a victory in this one, but it wasn't uh, easy peasy all the way, was it? No, it wasn't. And, it, and if you were watching, everyone who was watching it, just the Detroit should have won that game. Like yeah. Dan Campbell's time management at the, on that last drive was just bewildering. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make any sense. He just would just say he had three timeouts. He wanted to take him home with him or something. And again, this has always been the problem with Dan Campbell. It's like, yeah, he's great with the kneecap speeches and and all that and getting his team pumped up and Jamal Williams crying. But when it comes down to situational, very like on the spot decision-making, he, he, this is what he does. He's done it before. And I think it's a real shame because Detroit has all the pieces to be a really decent team. And he let them down that game. They could have easily won that game. Yeah. It's hard to see how a guy who crushes that much caffeine could have issues with time management, but yeah. um uh, yeah, it's a real disappointment there. I mean, and, and you know, we're fearful for the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills because, you know, you, you, you got a team like this that can't expose you. Um, uh, and, and they played the game very tight, um, which, you know, obviously. Yeah, and listen, the Bills potentially lost Von Miller. We don't mm-hmm. know about that. He, they, they say he didn't tear his ACL, which thank God. So maybe there's a chance he'll be back for the playoffs, but I think they're just going to rest him and say just get healthy for the playoffs if they can. But yeah, just the Bills, like the last two games, they've had all the, the snow and having to travel. They barely practiced in like two weeks. So yeah. it was just, you know, it's it, to be able to get those two wins, I think is, is pretty good, even though they weren't convincing. You know, Josh Allen struggled. But in the end, you know, when he had 30 seconds, he made that play to Stefan Diggs, which was incredible. Some men do only all a, best their best work in 30 things, seconds. Only a few people could do that throw in the NFL. Yeah. Like Mahomes. And he just showed, like, you give Josh Allen 30 seconds, he's going to beat you, kind of like Mahomes will do. So he's got, getting a bit of that. Because in the years past, the Bills would always lose this game. Always yeah. lose this game. And now they're starting to, to squeak out the win. That's what great teams do. they got to win in these games and show resiliency. And they did that. Squeaky bum win uh, for Buffalo, uh, but obviously for Detroit, you, you got to feel somewhat good uh, for for keeping it close for as long as they did. Uh, it was the battle of the NFC East as the Dallas Cowboys host the New York Giants, and of course, in another turkey bowl, uh, Jerry Jones featuring his own turkeys of history. But um, you know, in a game that was ten point spreads in this one, uh, you and I said that uh, you're actually you and I were both we both you and I both I called this one twenty seven. 2720 on my bets actually, yes in uh in real life so it was a good day it was a good thanksgiving for me but uh, we both called it a seven seven point test spread and it was an eight point spread but uh, it shouldn't have been because basically no. the giants scored a garbage touchdown with like 10 seconds left to basically mm-hmm. keep the spread so it's just one of those thanksgiving miracles it was it was clean um, out the stuffing yeah so again like the score looks closer than it was but it was actually 28 13 yeah um again yeah dallas looks again the giants are just 
they're a fortunate seven and three or seven and four what they are now. Um, again, it just shows the limitations of Daniel Jones and what he can give you. And I think there's nothing that even if they go to the playoffs, I don't think the Giants are going to pay Daniel Jones. I can't imagine. No. I, I see them probably trying to do a trade because I think they got a few pieces. Aaron Rodgers. Um, but listen, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Right? Let's uh, let's see what they can do. But again, Dallas looking better. They Their offense is looking better. But again, against the Giants, I want to see Cowboys up against a big team before I give them this title that they can go. Because again, I still don't think Dak Prescott's playing amazingly. I think in the playoffs is where he kind of struggles the most. And yeah. so I want to see it more of it, but Dallas big win. They're they're still in the hunt for that division, especially because I think Philly can easily lose a couple down the road. They're not unbeatable. They're so. not. And it's it's an easy part, like this part of the schedule now. I mean, we're not seeing anyone that definitive break out, but I mean, there's still some good teams, but there's no one you're gonna go, well, man, they're gonna win it all. Um, anyone can be beaten, just like as I said, the Packers, you know, beat the Cowboys, but anyone can beat the Packers. Uh, a real tight game here in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota uh, gets a win, a uh, seven-point victory over the Patriots. A uh, rough tumble game in this one. Uh, you know, Minnesota's favored by two and a half, and primetime Kirk Cousins. I thought primetime would Ooh. not shine, but primetime shined. He was uh, great. Kirk Cousins gets the win, um, and and they're able to, you know, to, to shut down a, a New England team that, you know, we thought, you know, Bill Belichick would come up with a lot of plans, but again, Kirk Cousins at home. Uh, and that Minnesota Vikings throws up another win. Yeah, and it's even like the Pats, again, you think their defense has been playing so well, but then you get these big games and the big lights on Thanksgiving, and Patriots D just didn't didn't have the juice. Again, going against guys like Jefferson, they look great, making great catches. Patriots giving up a touchdown, the kick return, they had a, a terrible call by the refs on that Hunter Henry touchdown that didn't count. I still don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no, they're still so, looking... But Mac Jones actually, from you know, vomiting on himself the last two months, he actually had his best game of the season. Yeah, he was looking really good. He was passing it around, moving it. Patriots looked, but again, their defense let him down. And yeah. I think Minnesota just showed again. These are big wins. I think a lot of people probably thought Minnesota again because they haven't really beaten anyone except you know the Bills, basically in that game. But I think the Patriots. This is concerning when you're giving up 33 points when the D is because. I don't think you're going to get Mac Jones putting up 30 every week. So no. your team's got to keep him to like 17. But with a team like Minnesota, you're always going to give up lots of points, especially on the dome in their in their house. They're much better at home than they are away. 59 points, yeah, for the over-under in that one being 42 and a half. I thought that was going to be a real under in that one. And so it was good to see the score came in. Um, and it was nice to see Mac Jones, just say, get some scoring in there. But for Minnesota, it's, it's trying to shut down everyone who goes, yeah, you're not supposed to be there. You're pretenders. We'll find out who the pretenders are this week. Uh, well, we, already st- know, we already know who lots of them are. We already know who lots of them are. But let's start off uh, with two teams on different sides of the spectrum. You've got the Baltimore Ravens, who are 7-3, and three, at Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 3-7. and seven. Jacksonville, you know, is, is playing it sort of tight in a lot of the games. Maybe not as bad as their 3-7 and seven record are, but they're still bad. Yeah. The opening line in this one is four points. It's now 3.5 with an over-under of 43.5. Uh, you know, Baltimore... Obviously, had a, had where they got to the game where they sort of shut down by the Panthers. Now, sort of looking to sort of come back and go, okay, let's let's really show some gas here. What we can do, yeah. They, even though the Jags kind of keep it close, they still don't look good. At the same mm-hmm. time, they got Travis Etienne, and if it wasn't for him, I think they'd be one of the worst teams in the league. There was a blessing that they got him working because again, Trevor Lawrence is still fine. And to me, this says like 
the fact that Lamar is only a three and a half point favorite just shows that there's something wrong with this Baltimore team that, that even Vegas is like, this mm-hmm. team can't score points. Like the old Lamar would usually put up 30, 35, run all over the place. You'd give him at least six and a half on this, but there's something wrong. He hasn't looked good this season. He, again, you give him no weapons mm-hmm. and expect him to just run around and kill himself. Um, I can't, it's hard for me to pick Baltimore anymore to cover spreads. They've been really bad at it. And it's just that, that it's that Lamar carrot dangling in front of you. It's like, yeah, Jacksonville on his own by like 20. And then he gets there and he's on the road. It's not going to happen. Um, I think they're going to win. I think Baltimore wins, but again, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go a little 20, 24, 21. I'm going to go up three. I think it's being a close game. I don't think Baltimore has it in them to really just beat teams down. Yeah, the I, they're on the road. yeah, they haven't crushed people by a lot, but for some reason, I think this could be the one. I think that having getting stymied by the Panthers uh, and Jacksonville, I mean, you've got Christian Kirk, obviously, and it, I think Baltimore's got their defense, uh, you know, bringing some tools in. So the running game, HN might not have as good of a day if, if uh, you know, they, they get the Baltimore wheels starting to put together. I've got Baltimore to win this one 26 to 13. I think it's a bit of a beating. I, I think it's maybe... This is the one where Jacksonville is just like, Ugh. they just can't keep up. Baltimore needs to sort of put some spread difference between them and the other teams. And this is a team, this is a get-right game. It's like, okay, we struggled against the Panthers. But the, the Jaguars don't have the Panthers' front front defense, that dominating front defense. So uh, I, I like this one. I, I like Baltimore to, to cover that spread. Speaking of spreads, uh, one of the spreads that's been struggling for, for ages is the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, and and, and cooking, cooking the Salmonella. Uh, this game is possibly the going to be the worst game of of the week. I've got it as the lowest scoring. I've got it as a baseball score. Denver Broncos. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You, two yeah, and a half point favorites. Jet, we do have this Jets Bears battle. We do have the Jets Bears with backup, so those will be in the unders. <laughs> uh, Denver's three and seven. Carolina three and eight. Um, you know, you look at all the that Russ is still has less touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house. Um, seven versus twelve. Carolina. Um, you know. Ugh. Uh, you just well, wonder Sam Darnold. That... Sam Darnold's back. So he's ghosting us. Yes, something. At least something different, right? We've seen Baker. Yeah, I think Denver. One of the interesting things I saw with them, it's like if they would have just scored like twenty points or eighteen points in every game. Yeah, it, they'd be like eight and two. Yeah, or something like this is just an inept offense. They they got rid of Melvin Gordon like he was the problem. Yeah, right? the problem is not Melvin Gordon. The problem is Russell. Like he does fumble a lot. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Problem is Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett and this offense that cannot do anything and is looking just to scapegoat anyone except Russ. They just can't put any of the blame on him. You know, when God's on your side, it's hard to blame you. It is but, very difficult. Um, I think again, I just think that defense of Denver is good. They don't really give up a lot of points. So I think Darnold's gonna actually give him a bit of I, I think the thing about Darnold, which we're gonna make it interesting, Darnold's at least can move, which Baker mm-hmm. couldn't do. Baker's just like Drew Brees light. Diet yeah. degrees, you know, he just has to sit in the pocket and just be accurate, and he's not accurate anymore. So I actually think Sam Donald might bring a little uh, juice to that team, maybe get him moving a bit. Because this is, if you think about it, this is his last shot to prove yeah. that he's going to be a quarterback in this NFL. So I feel like I'm going to go with a little Carolina upset in this. So I'm going to go with Donald to beat them. I think the fact that it's in Carolina. Um, I just have no faith in this Russ offense. I'm going to just, I don't know why I'm betting on <laughs> I'm not going to bet on this in real life. No. For this sake, I'm going to go with the Carolina upset because Denver is just bad. They're just bad. Yeah. They can't do anything. So I'm going to go uh, Carolina 20 to 17. 
Wow, that's good for you. I was going to pick this one. It's still over, by the way. Oh, it's still over. I was going to pick this game six to three. I really was. I started looking at it. I've got it as 12 to six, Carolina. And and again, and that's all on Sam Darnold. Um, I just can't see this game. I mean, they just, bleh. it's just yeah. going to be one of these games where you're just like, oh my God. Um, yeah, fantasy. I mean, it's even reality sucks in this one. So, uh, man, uh, 12 6, I just can't see it being that exciting. Now, the next game I could see being a bit exciting because. I'm liking the way Washington's sort of playing these days. Yeah. The Commanders, the Commies, they're six and five, and they're hosting a five and six plucky Atlanta Falcons. Washington, uh, the line in on this one has dropped from four to four and a half. The over under is forty one or forty point five in this one. Washington at home, uh, the crappiest stadium in the league. Um, but Heineke, they've given him, uh, you know, uh, they've given him their gusto. They're saying, "Hey, we're behind you, Heineke." Um, so, I mean, it's – and you just wonder how, how much longer Mariota has, you know, with tossing well, some of these – I, I mean, I tossing think, turkeys in the air. Yeah, I think this is the – I think this is probably the this is the, this is the game for him. I think if he loses this and they drop to two games under 500, mm-hmm. it's going to be rough. Again, get Tampa Bay playing a bit better. They, they can put a stranglehold. Yeah, and I think this Washington D is just going to make it hard on mm-hmm. Atlanta. I think, um, I think they're the better team. I think – with Heineke, they at least get the ball moving. Um, McLaurin's looked better with him than he did look. He looked terrible with Wentz. Um, and they're just a team that's kind of feeling themselves right now. They're competitive in every game. So I just think they're the better team with the better D. So I'm going to go with um, the Washington to win this. Uh, I'm going to go 24-17. One point away from my prediction, Ryan. I have a 24-18 for Washington. Uh, and I have McLaurin, who I think if you're looking at prop bets for this game, uh, the over-under form is 61 and a half uh, receiving yards, which I think he's going to beat in this one because of yeah. Atlanta's defense. So uh, there's a, there's some good value I find in the prop bets in this one. But yeah, I've got a 24 to 18. Uh, again, the rushing game. Uh, Gibson seems to, you know, Robinson's all right, but Gibson seems to be getting a lot of the touchdowns. So I would look to him at fantasy as well. Between both of them, I mean, a lot of the pundits were saying last week, oh, you got to go for uh, Robinson. Gibson got more. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm looking for him this week. The, the running game is going to be a part of it. You know, Atlanta's got to establish their running game. They've got to get Cordell Patterson going if they want to get, to win it. Because, you know, the way that Mariota, his decision-making midfield, when he's chucking these balls up, it's terrifying. It, it really yeah. is. And this is why you've put a backup quarterback in as your lead. It's why you've got five wins. Well, um, and you also got Kyle Pitts out now. It's yeah. the world's best distraction who doesn't get, ever get the ball. He just runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, just does cardio out there. So, again, they have no weapons now. So, again, Washington is a decent enough D that they can, they can take advantage of this. I like this bet. I, I think I might bet this one. I, I like this one as well. Uh, struggles. It's been struggles for, for Tom Brady this year, personally, professionally. His team in 5-5, five and five, a division leading 5-5, five and five, um, which would be the bottom of the NFC East. Uh, they're facing a Cleveland team who is it's – the, it's the last train uh, before Deshaun Watson pulls in into the station and gets some lube on him. Um, oh, maybe Tampa Bay five and five, Cleveland three and seven. Tampa Bay uh, was three and a half originally. Uh, this line with an over under of 41 and a half. Um, you know, you're looking like uh, Fournette might be injured. You've got Russell Gage still out, still some injuries, but the Browns are uh, quite healthy. They're actually, I think they've only got one guy out. So this is a healthy Cleveland team at home. Um, is this a chance to frustrate Tom Brady or, or is, well, is Tom Brady he's coming off a of buys? He does very well off buys, yeah. He's- 
he is playing better. He's playing better. I think I think to me this is the fun game because it's um Jacoby Brissett's last game. Mm-hmm. It's just probably and again, he played great against Buffalo, had a really good game. Um and he's been like, look at his stats, he hasn't been terrible this year. He's no, I know replacement quarterback so i think he's just gonna come out and just let it rip but why not right it's your last game you're at home the crowd's gonna be like thank you now bring on our our rapist yeah. but um i think they're just the better team i think i think Cleveland's gonna win this i think tampa bay struggles i think that they still don't have a lot of pieces i think tom brady just gets frustrated miles garrett's gonna get be able to get some pressure on him um they can't run and that's the one thing cleveland can do if they can just control the ball and just being able to use Chubb and Hunt and do that, what they do at home. I think they're going to win. I'm going to go with Cleveland uh, to win this. I think everyone's feeling Tampa Bay because, you know, it's Brady getting some momentum mm-hmm. now. But I think this is going to be a tougher game than he thinks. And I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm a little upset. Uh, I'm going to go 26 to 23. Yeah, I don't I don't have an upset. I've got them covering, though. I've got the three and a half one. I've got it 23 to 20. I can see this game being tied. And then uh, the Bucks uh, with a last minute suck up field goal uh, to take this in. Uh, so I've got it 23 to 20. It, yeah, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones will have a great gate game as well. I mean, he's starting to come across as the number one receiver, um, which is nice to, to find this development from the Browns. But again, as you're saying, the, the, the lack of the running game of Tampa not having that option for Tom Brady is very difficult losing yeah. Fournette, not having anyone. I mean, Christ, you, the trade deadlines, grab Melvin Gordon, grab somebody, grab someone else. Um, and there was lots of running backs that have been sort of, uh, you know, sort of jettisoned. So I, I'm surprised a lot of teams haven't been trying to grab uh, more of these guys as the injuries pile up, but I do like Tampa Bay to win it 23, 20, just to cover it. This is a big battle of the AFC. I don't know. This might be a Sky game. I didn't. Even, I don't even know which one's on Sky. But it's a six and four Cincinnati Bengals, and they've lost Joe Mixon for this game. He is out. Jamar Chase is out for this game, and they're facing a team, a Tennessee, a Tennessee team who's also got a bit of injuries. But they've got Derrick Henry. Cincinnati wow. is six and four. Tennessee is seven and three. Uh, Cincinnati two and a half point favorites in this game. Did uh, that line was two and a half. Now it's dropped down to one uh, in some lines. Just make sure you check your lines. 42 points is the over-under. Um, can Joe Burrow get it together uh, without having his team to, to beat this sort of surging yeah. Titans team? But just so you know, shockingly, the Sky game is Bears-Jets. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know what uh, they were thinking with that. Oh, my uh, God. But, well, <laughs> yeah. enjoy that. Enjoy those. Well, runs. I'm sure uh, for anyone looking for a blackout, uh, yeah. you'll probably find it uh, in your neighbor. Yeah, Black and but, um, yeah, this is good. Actually, I don't know about this. This is going to be a tough game. Again, it's the continual disrespect of the Titans. Mm-hmm. They, no one thinks they're a good team. I think the fact that I don't know if Jamar Chase will be back. They're saying uh, there's apparently no, and, and Joe Mixon is, out. Mixon is yeah. out. So to me, that's a huge part of your offense. You're going yeah. up against the tough Titans D on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that the Bengals, again, they can move it but t higgins and tyler boy jamar chase is an absolute game changer and when he's out and you have mixon i think this is a recipe for disaster if they were both playing i think i would pick cincinnati yeah pick this but i think the 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 fact that Tannehill's back i think henry's going to be able to do what he wants uh, i'm gonna go with the titans to win i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop disrespecting them too because they are the first in the division they can really yeah. take a stranglehold on it and the tight the Bengals are banged up and they can come at Burrow. Uh, that offensive line has not been good. And the fact that he doesn't have a running back, they're not going to be afraid of, of who comes in. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the Titans to win this. Um, I'm going to go 27-24. Yeah, no, I'm with you on this one here. I I, I did have Cincinnati ahead to cover this one, but the injuries, uh, just too many of them, just too many injuries piling up. I've got it 28-27, a one-point game for Tennessee. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it's going to be one of those really close ones. I don't. I think it's going to be sort of pretty and ugly at the same time. Um but it, it, just too many tools missing from that Cincinnati team, as you mentioned. And, and, you know, Tennessee being at home, there should be that motivation for them. If they go to eight and three, that really sets a good, you know, you, you know, 12 games in, you got an eight and three record. That's pretty damn good, uh, especially in that crap division. Speaking of that crap division, uh, part of their crap division, Houston, who are one, eight and one. And, oh, Davis Mills, he finally got the bench. Um, yeah, he yanked on his giant neck by the hook. He, he's pulled out of Texas. Uh, yeah, he got yanked. And a lot of the yanking uh, was from Deshaun Watson before that. Oh. Uh, Miami is seven and three, and they're 13 and a half point favorites in this one. Um, Houston uh, has a problem, uh, you know, but you wonder they if you know, they have lots of problems. Is benching Mills maybe going to open it up for the game, maybe get Brandon Cooks and, and maybe open up this offense uh, to give them a chance against I mean, a huge spread? I mean, like. I can't imagine Kyle Allen's going to be such like an improvement and going to be able to really just open up the play. Like I feel this is a. I think the Titans, Texans can keep it close. I think the Dolphins. They're one of those teams. Fourteen just seems like a big number. I know Miami's playing well, and they're going to be able to move the dome, and they're probably worried about that speed and the running game. Fourteen's uh, a lot, though. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to go. I think the Miami's going to win, obviously. Um, but I'm going to go. Um, I'll go 33-20 Dolphins. I think uh, the Texans are just, they're just not a good team. They don't have really anything except the fact that they have two, they're going to have two high draft picks next year. That's pretty much it. And if you're the Dolphins, they just got this, they got now coming up the next three weeks after this. So this is a must win. I think they have Bills, Niners, and Chargers. So that Miami's had this really nice slate of easy games and bad teams. So now they're going right into the tough one. So this is a must win. And yeah, if I'm Texans, just try and keep it close. Basically, Kyle Allen should like obviously it wasn't working with Davis Mills. So yeah, what do you have to lose? I'm I'm with you. Actually, I'm one point away. Thirty three twenty one. I I don't like the big spreads. You know, I've I've been burned by too many big spreads this year. Like, oh, that's crazy, and they don't seem to cover. Um, it's just Miami. This seems to be a game where Miami can just build up a big lead and then just sort of coast. You know, like take the foot off the gas a bit. Hey, we're doing all right. Um, but this might give a chance for Houston to get a little backdoor cover, a little sneaky backdoor cover. Um, and just, you know, as you say, Kyle Allen, he's going to want to play and show off and say, hey, there's a reason we bench Davis Mills. Um, so I can see them covering it, and, and Miami will get the win, but they're not going to concern themselves with a two-score you know, two spread. Uh, 33-21 I have. The game you mentioned, Sky, is the game of the week. Uh, is the uh, Chicago Bears 3-8, and eight, Justin Fields-less, Facing a Zach Wilson-less New York Jets, but the Jets are six and four and boast a pretty good defense. The line to start this one was six. It's jumped to seven on this one. Um, Jets at home. Uh, are they really it's that crazy? It's crazy to think the the Jets with Mike White are a seven point favorite against anybody yeah. in the NFL. That line just seems insane. Even though it's Trevor Simeon probably mm-hmm. playing. We used to play for the, the Jets. Bears, the Bears at least have like a competent running game, which they're going to be able to use. They're going against a tough Jets D. Yeah. Um, but if you're asking me, like, and I do I think Mike White is going to be able to 
beat them. But no, I don't. I don't think they're going to win by seven. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Um, I don't even know who's going to win. I think the fact that I'm going to go with the little Bears to win this, actually. Nice. I'm going to go with a little 2017. I just think it's going to be an ugly game. Um, I, I just, again, I think Trevor Simeon's at least more proven of a backup. He's played mm-hmm. one more games, and Mike White's had like one good game in his career. So if I were the Jets, I would have gone back to Flacco. He at least looked competent yeah. in, in the first couple games they took over. He was like throwing for 300 yards every game. So I don't really understand. Maybe just because everyone hates Flacco must be. Could be, something. yeah, politics of it all. Um, yeah, but I just think the Bears' D should be able to at least, again, this will be low scoring, be able to run it. Hit Simeon with a Cole Komet's looked really good, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I think the Bears win this on a little crappy game though. Uh, I don't know. I, I just as a Bears fan, I finally lose these ones. I've got us losing 18, 16. Just ugly running, kicking, just ugly game because it's in New York and and they do have you know if you look at sort of the players that they have a little bit better. Just you know if you look at the running games and the the Michael Carter, just the depth of their of the players that they have. I think our defense will be able to to mess them up a bit. I'm hoping uh, that there'll be, you know, defensive points. But, again, ugly game. 18-16, I've got the Jets winning this one. Not covering it. The Bears will cover the spread. We get ourselves ugly as we head into the 9 o'clock games. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, it's been nothing but ugly. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though, apparently, they trademarked Win City. Um, that's <laughs> apparently, they've the Raiders have trademarked Win City. So, if you ever want to use Win City, it applies yeah, uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. They're Fair facing... Right. Yeah, well, they're facing Seattle, uh, who are three and a half point favorites in this one. Six and four for Seattle. Um, you know, this is the Raiders continue to slide. Back to the spread jump to four. 47 and a half is the over under. Um, you know, it's in Seattle. Is is there anything that the Raiders can do? It just seems to be this downward spiral uh, from such heights. Yeah, it's yeah. Even yeah, even the, you're seeing Seattle, which is you know that. They're now losing a few. They're, they're maybe the Sheen's coming off Geno mm-hmm. a bit. You're worrying about this, but I think this is a perfect game for them to make up. Um, I think the Raiders again just look lost out there. I think Geno at home, Seattle's a tough place to play, and I think the Raiders just don't really have the pieces right now, especially defensively, to stop anybody. They're a bit of a mess, um, and so I just I wish again at the beginning of the year I would have said Raiders all day in this game, but how mm-hmm. it's changed, we're Again, they just don't feel like a team that has any... Derek Carr just basically knows it's over, I think, um, and knows he's going out. There's a team with no confidence. Jacobs is banged up. He's going to play, but I don't know. I think Seattle's just a better team. I think at home, they're the 12th man. They're going to be able to do what they want. I'm going to Seattle to win this uh, quite easily. I'm going to go 30-23. to I'll go 30-23. to uh, it's just watching that, you know, obviously the Raiders having that comeback and, and being able to actually get a win, um, the, the last game, I think there's a bit of momentum on them, uh, at least to, to try to win and, and to try to find a bit of a winning spirit. So I think they're, I think Seattle's going to win, but I think Raiders going to actually keep it close, closer than the three and a half. I've got it as a two point victory, Seattle 30, Las Vegas 28. Uh, one of those kind of failed misfield goals to, 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 to win it all. Um, I think there'll be a lot of points in this one, uh, just a little bit over in the over-under. Just the momentum, you know, for Vegas, obviously Seattle being home, but I like I like Vegas to at least challenge because, you know, they got a, they've got a taste of a win. Um, so I could use see them, you know, and, and there's a struggle to cover 
um, Devontae Adams, because I could see him getting 100 yards in this one. Uh, this is what they'll try to work, and Josh Jacobs as well. You just hit that tandem and, and see what you can do. Uh, we head into another game. It's going to be sort of a tight one as well. Uh, the L.A. Chargers are 5-5, five and five, and they're struggling against a team who's even struggling even more, the 4-7 and seven Arizona Cardinals. Kyler's back, though. 48 points is the over-under. Chargers favored by three. Now, a lot of people go, why would the Chargers be favored by three well, over Arizona? But who knows? Uh, I think they should be. I think Arizona's terrible. I don't think they're – I don't even think Kyler coming back makes me feel any more confident. I think the Chargers – should have won that game last week. Brandon Staley and his awful play calling by giving Mahomes two minutes and two timeouts instead mm-hmm. of trying to run the ball once to make them burn their time. It's just it was one of the most inept coaching I've ever seen. So you got a team that's I think a I think a lot of people in LA are fed up of Brandon Staley. He was kind of fun when he was this analytics nutcase who was just going for it on fourth down all the time, but now he doesn't even do that anymore. Yeah. He's become this conservative. And his defense can't stop anybody. And this is supposed to be this great defense they that they just can't seem to get healthy. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go with just the better quarterback. I'm gonna go. I think Herbert played amazingly last week. I thought he was great. And I think he's just this Arizona D does doesn't have the pieces. I think Chargers are getting healthier on offense and they're gonna be able to move it down the ball. I just have no faith in Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. It just it doesn't work. It's it's not working and and Arizona just does not seem like a good football team. So I'm going to go Chargers to win this, I think, pretty easily. Um, I'm going to go 27 to 20. Yeah. Something about Arizona playing at home and getting him back. As much as, you know, you've got Allen uh, coming back and, you know, him getting and Williams uh, getting some pieces. Uh, there's a chance that one of those guys might be injured again. Um I just I like Arizona to cover it here only because it's at home. And they're kind of desperate. And, and, you know, this is a, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's pretty much gone. He's got to be on the hot seat if he, if he doesn't do something soon. Uh, you can't go from spending all this money and then start putting up tanks. So, but I do have the Chargers to win this one. I've got 28 26. I got a close game, uh, but I got the, 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 the Cardinals just covering it, but I could still see the Chargers just squeaking through it. Uh, squeaking through is something the Rams wish they could do all year, and it's just not something that's going to happen. They're not squeaking through anything. They're three and seven, and Kansas City continues to thump on. The Chiefs are eight and two uh, in the so far going on, and Patrick Mahomes is looking awesome. Kelsey continues to to set no. records, um, but this Rams team is there anything they can do? I mean, injuries have hit them so bad. Stafford's injury. They, you've got drama and the running backs. The defense is a shell of its former self. Uh, is this the greatest fall of a, of a team that was a Super Bowl I, champ I to think a chump? It is. I think it is. I think it's the worst title defense in the history of sports right mm. now, it looks like. Um, yeah, they're bad. I am taking Kansas City all the way to cover this 16. How could you bet this Rams team on the road? Yeah. With no Stafford, no Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson, no Daryl Henderson. Defense can't stop any. Going into Kansas are you joking me? Like there's this should be I'm going to definitely take this 15 and a half because I just can't imagine a world where this yeah. team is going to move the ball on, on this Chiefs D. Um, so to me, this is just, yeah, Kelsey has just been unreal. Um, that last game, again, just shows that doesn't, even though everyone was talking about, oh, Tony, Tony, Tony and zero points, zero catches yeah. last week. So, again, he's maybe not the savior to Tyreek replacement that everyone imagined after that one game. But I see it as maybe a bounce-back game for him. 
Um, but I think this is going to be an absolute beatdown. I'm going to go um, 38 to 10. Yeah, I just, again, I, there's the Rams team. It's just, there's, what do they got? I just, I, there's nothing to Show see them score back. Score. Yeah. yeah, I can't see it. You can't see it with a running game. You can't see anything. And Kansas City is like, okay, you know, they they can easily just stomp these guys and stomp the former Super Bowl champs. Definitely. Uh, I've got it 33 to 13. I, I just can't see this being a close one. Again, I talked about I don't like the big spreads, but this one is just, it's too big to not like. Uh, speaking of too big to not like, let's talk about New Orleans and San Francisco. The Saints are 4-7 and seven as they head into a surging 49ers who put the stomp on last week. They're starting to get all the pieces together. That defense is fierce. The running game's coming together. The way they're using Christian McCaffrey. And not to mention you've got two stellar uh, wide receivers in this team. San Francisco 49ers are only 6-4, and four, but they're 9.5-point favorites in this one. They seem to be ready to start putting their surge forward for the NFC title. Uh, yeah. 43 points is the over-under in this one. Um, 9.5, pretty big spread for the 40. Or it's dropped to 8.5 apparently now. Um, pretty Still big, pretty big spread for a 49ers team. It is. It's, uh, again, yeah, I think they're just feeling confident right now. Debo's coming back. You know, Jimmy G had four touchdowns last week, so he's looking good. Kittle's healthy. It's like this is the team that they always imagined. They'd actually mm-hmm. stayed healthy. Um, that defense is playing great. Yeah, I don't see why you, you wouldn't think they're the favorites now in the NFC because, again, they have all the pieces working it together. And I think McCaffrey's just been great. And even though like last week they still used Elijah Mitchell in an inexplicably amount of times, explicable amount of times. But I think, again, all of the, the things with the offense being able to move the way it is, defense playing well, and going against Andy Dalton on the road, I'm going to go with the Niners to win this pretty easily. I just don't believe in the Saints at all. Um, I'm going to go uh, 27 to 17. Saints. Yeah, I, I'm. I've got a twenty-eight, twenty. Actually, I I don't like San Fran with a nine and a half point spread. I just don't think they're one of those teams that's actually deserved it. They haven't crushed people. I mean, aside from last week, the games have been sort of fairly close. So I think New Orleans defense keeps us a little closer than it is. I've got it twenty-eight to twenty. I think Jimmy G had a bit of an aberration. He's not a four touchdown guy. Uh, so I, I I can see them keeping it a bit closer um, than people think. Uh, and it's just you know uh, San Fran will get the win. But New Orleans, you know, they got Andy Dalton. Let's not forget about Andy Dalton. Uh, but Kamara is going to probably have a struggling of a game, too. I, I could see him going under in terms of his rushing yards. Speaking of how the mighty have fallen, uh, this game is uh, is prime time. It, it's, uh, it's a prime time game for everyone. 1 a.m., if anyone's staying up to watch this one. Green Bay Packers uh, are, are pretty much done. Uh, four and seven uh, they're at as they face a Philadelphia team who's nine and one. Six and a half points is the spread in this one. 46 and a half is the over under Philadelphia's at home. Break out your batteries, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could probably use one on your thumb. Um, I mean, how yeah. they sort of give it up at this point. Are the Packers sort of called it all in? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, the Philly, this Philly team, again, struggling a bit lately. They haven't been beating teams like they have. Jalen Hurts has, a, he was MVP candidate at one point. Now he's mm-hmm. kind of drifting back a bit. Um, I think Packers can keep this close, but I think Philly really needs to get A.J. Brown getting more involved in this game. He is such a big weapon, and mm-hmm. it feels like they, when he's dominating, they're at their best. So, um, But he's going up against Jair Alexander, I think. So it's going to be – actually, I think they can keep this close. I think, I think they are not a good team, but I think at least Aaron Rodgers under the lights at least plays a bit better. I think he's going to want – 
this is kind of like, I guess, if he has that real stinker on national TV, you got to start wondering what's the future going. Yeah. So I think he's playing for his kind of rest of his career, maybe if he still wants it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Packers to keep it close. But I think Philly's going to win. Um, I'm going to go 23-20. For the Green Bay? 23-21 uh, for Philly. Oh, for Philly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I I'm don't. Picking, I can't pick Green Bay anymore. No, and I can't. I can't pick them to win either. And I can't. I don't see them covering it. I, I just Philadelphia. You know, this is a good demonstrative. Let's let's show them. Let's beat them down. I think for Philadelphia to sort of, you know, this is a nice rub it in your face moment for the Packers. Um, and I just don't see them having the t- the tools to to keep up. You know, the Packers will try to shut down Hurts from his running game, but you're not going to stop down all the running game. You're not going to stop all the tools that they have. Um, and, you know, just again, Rodgers, everyone's on Watson, but don't forget, he still drops a lot of balls. So, um, you know, this Philly defense will be ready for that as well. I've got Philadelphia to win it 30 to 20. We move into our final game. And uh, who's going to stay up late for this one? It's uh, the late Monday nighter. Hey, folks, if you're going to stay up till 2 a.m., it starts at 1.15 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. What else are you going to do? Um, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers at 3 and 7. They are facing an Indianapolis Colts team who are favored by two and a half. The Colts are four, six, and one. Yet still, they have a chance. 39 points is the over-under in this one. Uh, Pittsburgh is playing a little bit differently since they've got their defense back, uh, TJ Watt. Um, but also, Indianapolis is, is a team that you know kept it close against Philadelphia. They need a last-minute heroics to beat the Colts. Uh, you know, Jeff Saturday uh, seems to have gotten this team on a new page. Can they do this at home? Um, I, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I think, um, I think Kenny Pickett's probably is in this. Now he's getting a few more starts. You want to see a bit more improvement from him. I want to see Najee Harris play a bit better. Um, but again, yeah, I think, I just think that defense is going to be able to make it hard for Matt Ryan, make him force some turnovers. TJ Watts back causing a bit of havoc. The fact it's in a dome, I think is going to be a bit easier, um, for Kenny Pickett passing, especially in the cold weather coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, and again, this is an indie team, the good story. And I actually kind of like Jeff Saturday. You want him to kind of want him to succeed, but also at the same time, it's, you want him to fail because it's, yeah. you know, it feels unfair at the same time. So, but I think just Pittsburgh, I think they're the better team. I don't think it needs a good team. And I think even like, I don't believe that Jonathan Taylor, whoever is even running is going to make a difference. So I'm going to go with um, Pittsburgh to win this. With, I'm going to go 27, 17. Woohoo. Yeah. Bit of a beating for you. I, uh, I I do not believe that. I think Pittsburgh's going to cover it. I think it's going to be a tight game. Their defense will keep them in it. Um, but, you know, this is, you know, Matt Ryan sort of sneakily coming back and, you know, from getting benched. Uh, it is the Pittsburgh, you know, defense that's going to sort of keep them in it. Um, but I've got uh, the running game of uh, Jonathan Taylor to sort of open it up in the end. Um, I've got Indianapolis to win this one 21 to 20. Uh, but Pittsburgh will cover it again. Uh, tight, low-scoring game. That's it for our picks for this week, everyone. Uh, why don't you play along with us on DraftKings? Go to NFL in London. Find us. We're, we've got our own group on DraftKings. You can play along with us there. Um, have, good luck for everyone on your picks for Week 12. Thanks a lot. And Ryan's going to get some sleep, a much-needed yes. sleep. And we'll talk to you guys throughout the week. <laughs>